For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. You might have heard this about marriage. It's a fairly common phrase. Men want respect. And I'd observe the same is also true for boys. Even at a young age, boys want respect. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting team here at Focus on the Family. We're going to begin today with a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Rhonda Stoppy. She's a mom who has adult children, and she's pretty candid about some of the lessons she's learned about, in particular, raising boys. You know, when we, when we look at um, another aspect that you mentioned in the book, uh, the mother-son communication, there's so much there. And I observe it as the husband and father of our two teen boys and watching uh, Gene, you know, communicate with our boys and vice versa. But um, you, you mentioned something in the book, and I think it's, I don't know if it's a chapter title, but because I told you so. <laughs> I mean, I can hear that. And my own mom even saying that, mm-hmm. you know, just do it because mm-hmm. I told you so. What's a good way to motivate and what's a bad way to motivate we need to earn their respect from the time they're very little so that because i told you so can be an answer if it needs to be and they have to be and it works when they're pretty young and and we want to establish that (laughs) and again because i had mentors in my life that helped me from the time my kids were young to build that respect in them Um, but what we have to realize is there's a section in the book mom's raising sons called train his brain we have to teach him to think uh my son-in-law worked at a Christian college down in Southern California, and he said the kids that were raised in a really secure Christian home but were kind of in a bubble uh, that maybe never had the internet, never had video games, were homeschooled, all of those things, left their home doing very well, but they did not know how to self-discipline. They did not ha- know how to discern. Uh, we're not trying to raise perfect kids. We're trying to raise kids who know how to recover when they make a mistake or when they sin. Yeah. The normal Christian life is we sin. We, as moms, I'm on the phone, my three-year-old's listening to me as I'm talking about somebody that, you know, Sister Betsy in the cold water committee that didn't like my pastor husband's idea. I hang up and there's my three-year-old looking at me. They just heard me sin. I gossiped. What am I going to do with that? Mm. Am I going to gloss it over or say, well, mommy was upset? Or am I going to, because we can cause our weaker brother to stumble by glossing it over or say, that was sin. Mommy needs to ask Jesus to forgive me, and I'm going to ask the person I was talking to. We have to live in a way that they see the normal Christian life as we move forward. When we sin, we repent, we pick up, and we keep moving on. And training our kids' brain, uh, I think of uh, what Jake was saying when these kids would come to college, 
they would miss classes to play video games, their, their roommates' video games. They would be on the internet seeing things they had never learned to discern or, or guard themselves from. So it's learning to have them think and walk through the process. You know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If, if this internet, if you're looking at that pornography, it is going to make you into a man that I know you don't want to be. Hmm. And I know that I've lived long enough to know, or, you know, I've heard stories of this or that, that God's going to, Satan's going to take you down a path that you're going to battle the rest of your life. I'm here to help you get away from that to be the man I know God's calling you That's good. Those are good, healthy connections. Um, You have a a great quote in your book, Moms Raising Sons to Be Men, where you say, the best time to neutralize conflicts with your adolescent son is a decade earlier when he's two or three. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's powerful. Explain why it's essential to teach a son about that authority as early as possible. Because mm-hmm. I think even as a dad, I might wait. I'll have that conversation when he's 12, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. But why start early? What's the wisdom of that? Because we become who we are from a very young age. It develops in us. And we talk about the story of Jochebed in, the, in Moms Raising Sons, how she only had a window of time with that little boy before God told her, send him down the, the river. That's Moses' mother. Moses' mother. And, you know, a lot of times with stuff going on, there's people are like, we've never lived in a worse time to be alive or to raise children. I think not. This woman, they were having their children ripped from their breast and thrown into the Nile River. It's a pretty rough time to be alive. She followed God's plan and sent Moses out of the security of her own hands down a river where there were crocodile and there were snakes. And she didn't know God's plan. She just obeyed what he told her to do. And he ended up right where God wanted him in Pharaoh's household. And then she was able to nurse this child. If you don't know the story, you have to read it in the Bible. It's a God story. It's a God story. (laughs) But she had... You know, she nursed him maybe four years, culturally, maybe five years. We do so much in that first season of their lives to put an imprint on their mind about their their biblical worldview, mm-hmm. how we want to direct them to even see themselves as this creation of God and, and in the light of that. It's not wait till they're 12. If if I let my two-year-old scream in my face or say, I hate you, and, you know, which they're going to do whatever it takes to get what they want, if I don't handle that. And fortunately, I had a husband that came in involved too. And he would say, you will not talk to my wife like that. So I was always like, talk about knight in shining armor. So if your husband listening, your wife needs you. We're worn out by the end of the day. In fact, by the time I had my third child, I was like, he'd come home and be like, you've said no to her three times. And then you gave in. I'm like, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) But establishing that respect so that I always say terrible twos and adolescents, there's really not a whole lot of difference except one has acne. Otherwise, they're doing the same, trying to get their way, trying to get their independence. Mm-hmm. And we have to learn to establish it when they're young. And if you're listening and you didn't, it's never too late to apply biblical principles to parenting. And that's why I wrote Moms Raising Sons to be Men, to give you the resource you're looking for, the mentor that you had hoped you had. And I would like to say about mentors, if you're an older mom, we need you to step up. We need you to be a mentor. Yeah, no, that's all good. All right, Danny. Uh, Rhonda brought up why it's important to discipline your children beginning when they're younger. So let's talk to the parent who maybe didn't do that. Um, they're thinking, ooh, ooh. <laughs> 11, 12, I haven't done some discipline here. That's all over now. And the relationship yeah. is kind of struggling because of that. What do uh-huh. I do? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it really, that happens quite frequently, especially with parents that are more of the peacemaker type. They just want everybody to get along and they wish that that would happen. And then you notice that the cute things when they were younger turn into not so cute things Mm -hmm. when they're older. And that makes it really challenging. And so just be encouraged by the fact that 
you can press a reset button as a parent at any time. And the way to do that is to go straight to your child and say, hey, we're going to, I'm pressing the reset button. It looks like uh, uh, th- there, there need to be some changes, and I want to make sure you understand that. I want to respect my role as a mom or dad to you, and, uh, and, and I want to guide you well. And I don't feel I've done that well, so I'm sorry that I haven't done that so far to let you know how to have stop signs and yield signs in your life and uh, to, to learn how to respect people well. And so I want to guide you. And then when you do that, know that you're going to have to be consistent from that point forward and patient with the fact that you're still going to have some rebellion. It's not going to go beautifully. It's not mm-hmm. going to go perfectly. You're not going to all of a sudden have respect, and they're going to say, yes, I love this mom or dad. I, I'm glad you you made this decision. They're going to fight you back, but make sure that you respond with love, with empathy, mm-hmm. instead of being triggered. So why are they fighting back? They they don't like it. They they want to see if you're serious about this. So are you they, actually going to do this? They've kind of had some autonomy. and A lot of um, control. And if I didn't you know, try to offer course corrections when they were younger. Now you throw in some hormones. My experience <laughs> is hormones, as one of my dear daughters observed, hormones, they change a lot of that dynamic. So um, I guess that child that's pushing back is not necessarily um, something to shrink back from, but something to lean into. It's a developmental reality. More independence is wanted the teenage years. You have hormones. You have influences from... Uh, social media, friendships. Uh, you also have selfishness that's mixed into the, mm-hmm. the whole thing. And, and then the excitement for risk-taking and the fact that teenagers are uh, stimulated by conflict. And it can be stimulating and exciting to be in conflict and arguing and disagreeing. And they want to see differently than their parents and, and want to see, uh, want to let their parents know, I know more than you do. Yeah. That's a reality of that stage the more calm you, you step into mm. that moment, the less power you give to your teen, and you can help guide them through all those emotions and confusing things. And the, the big confusing thing they're stepping into here is that they haven't had boundaries, and now you're putting a fence where there were no fences before. It's going to be very healthy down the road. Lean in and be patient with it. Yeah, yeah, and we want to be a part of that journey with you. Uh, Focus on the Family has all sorts of uh, resources. We've got articles, videos, uh, podcast episodes, uh, full broadcast episodes, lots of uh, things for you in this part of uh, kind of a messy parenting stage. Uh, Stop by the website. We have some great articles for you. One is by Julie Slattery. It's called The Good Enough Mom, and it really does augment some of the content we've heard today. Uh, we'll link over to that. And then the basis for the conversation with Rhonda Stoppy today is her book, Moms Raising Sons to Be Men. We're making that available when you donate today, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Um, if you've benefited from kind of the drip irrigation, the ongoing encouragement we try to offer you through these podcasts, then please donate, uh, make a gift to help others benefit from this content Uh, as we spread far and wide. The podcast is growing in uh, audience and uh, your word of mouth advertising, if you will, and your financial support uh, will continue to uh, help us grow. Uh, Again, you'll find all the links for that article uh, for ways to donate and to get a copy of Moms Raising Sons to Be Men. All of that is in the show notes. 
We'll hear more from Rhonda Stoppy next time. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team here, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.